Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 150. I'm your host, Jacob Rush, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ryan Black and Joshua Taylor. And we are back, and we're playing with power and happy birthday to us. This is our third birthday as a podcast. This is quite surreal, Ryan. I remember the first time we ever launched as a show. We didn't know what we were doing. Um... Fun fact, the reason this show, uh, our birthday falls on Halloween is because our original launch, epi- launch episode, episode number one, um, well, it uh, we we screwed up something with put, getting it posted. We didn't know what we were doing back then, so it actually got delayed today because it was supposed to go up and I was at work all day, couldn't get it figured out, so we decided, okay, we'll post it on the next morning, which happened to be Halloween. So Halloween is our birthday, and um, we like that. We really like that. And how appropriate is that, that um, the very first episode we ever did, ironically, was Luigi's Mansion. And Luigi's Mansion 3 falls on our third birthday, which is Halloween, the day it's being released. That's That's pretty cool, am I right? pretty awesome how that all lined up man really that was not planned i mean the switch (laughs) wasn't even a public thing at the time when we launched this show so um i i that's just what a great crazy coincidence hence why we felt very appropriate to do a luigi's mansion 3 giveaway for our third anniversary of a podcast so we're going into season four (laughs) but this is our third birthday um Man, uh, Josh, how you doing, brother? Welcome back to the show. Glad our one of our part-time co-hosts could join us. Tom Qualls could not be here tonight, FYI. Um, he is just a busy man. He's a teacher, and he's just got lots of crazy things going on. So you will not hear from old man Tom voicemail or on the show, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. But uh, Josh, sorry. Uh, what? How you doing, man? All right. Glad to be here again. Thank you. Thank you for running all the campaign stuff, um, by the way, for our podcast. Um, getting this giveaway going was a big push by Josh, and um, he was able to run the ship on all of that. And um, guys, we're going to Radical Rex real fast, but we've got a big episode to do. Um, and um, yeah, we got a lot to go through. And we have voicemails. We opened up the hotline for the first time in a while. Honestly, we need to open up our hotline a little bit more frequent, I, I really feel like, uh, moving forward here. But um, uh, Ryan, before we do Radical Rex, why don't you do our due diligence real fast? Sure thing, man. Uh, you can find us at our home uh, website, uh, slash Nintendo Nostalgia. Uh, you can find us and listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, we're also available on YouTube if you want to uh, listen to us there. Uh, you can find us at Facebook, facebook.com slash Nintendo NOS. On our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. Shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. And we're also on Instagram at Nintendo NOSIN. Radical. So let's get into what we have been radical rexing about. All right, Ryan, you have been so excited to be Radical Rexing tonight. Um, unfortunately, we have such a long episode. We have to limit you, my friend. Um, I'm very Why sad. don't you go ahead and just Radical Rex about the number one thing that you are stoked about tonight? You know, it's perfect for this occasion. So um, as some of you may know, uh, 
yesterday was my last official working day for GameStop uh, yeah. for a while. I'll, I'll be back. You know, I'll be back there. Um, but I'm I'm departing for greater things, uh, you know, making some advan- uh, some moves in my life and going on to new job and what have you. But yeah. I got a takeaway. So I uh, I last night um, after or getting ready to leave work and they had this uh, Guiji stand that uh, that was just sitting there. And then they had it in the back room because kids, I guess, were beating up on him. I'm like, I will rescue him out of the kindness of my heart. <laughs> And so he let me take him home. And so I've got Guiji hanging out behind us here. Perfect for the episode tonight. Very perfect. He looks like a giant green gummy bear, to be honest. I won't lie. <laughs> he does. I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo capitalizes on that. <laughs> that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, cool. It goes along like earlier in the year. I, I got that. Uh, the uh, Luigi Mario Maker standy. Yeah, he's right off. And, to uh, the and so, like, there, I've yeah. got this Guiji now to go along with them. I'm like, yeah, just just keep keep bringing the standees. <laughs> I'm not a very huge cool. Luigi fan, but hey, I will be a Luigi fan for this episode. <laughs> very cool, very cool. <laughs> and Josh, what are you radical rexing about, man? Oh goodness. Um, let's see. So I'm actually like not a whole lot going on with games. Hopping around all over the place. Finished up ukulele already. So. Just mm-hmm. kind of cruising along until Luigi's Mansion comes out. Um, starting a little side job, basically delivering some food and stuff to earn a little extra cash. Can I order? So and you ship it. And you bring it to me. It would take a heck of a long time, but we we can we can see. I might might ask for a tip, but I'll hmm. only tip if it's still warm. Hmm. We'll see. We'll <laughs> see. I'll see what. I- then he didn't he say that. Not getting a tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would be warm. I mean, it, it, you know. <laughs> Josh lives a couple states away for our listeners if you don't know. So that would be, I better call someone else. In the, the frightening questions. land of West Virginia. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, well, was, was there anything besides just your new job? Yeah, not a whole lot right now. Cool. Okay. Okay. No worries, man. Well, and what I'm radical rexing about, uh, I just kind of like you, Ryan. And I mean, I'm shocker every week. I have a lot. I'm kind of radical rexing about. Uh, it's just my birthday month, so I just have a lot going on. Uh, golly, gee, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> um, I, I got. It's kind of a rare, rare birthday, I guess. Unintentional. Um, I do plan on having my banjo kazooie cake for my birthday party with the Nos Crew guys this next Saturday. The ones that will be there. Um, and that's going to be fun time. But um, I have been getting um, I, our good a good friend of the show who's been on. He's a guest. He'll be back. Sean. Uh, he he sent me a gift. I have another one apparently on the way too. That's not here yet. And it's bigger than this. But he sent me. This rare wear hat, and I am in love with it. I'm wearing it tonight on the episode. It's freaking fantastic. It's it's my new favorite hat, and I will be wearing it all winter long. You better believe it. Um, but on top of that, with that, I had on for uh, yesterday went out with my in laws for my birthday, um, and they got me a bunch of uh, Banjo Kazooie merchandise from Fan Gamer. I got the googly eyed pins. I got my Banjo Kazooie jacket that fits like a charm, and I got my Gruntilda t shirt as well. So I am just raring it up. I love it. I'm raring to go. This is truly a comeback year for Banjo Kazooie, and I freaking love it. So that's where I'm at. 
Um, but guys, we have a lot more fun things to do tonight. Um, we are going to, we had ever our listeners uh, call in if they wanted to, and we have about five voicemails, so let's get into them. Hey guys, this is Logan from Utah. Um, I just wanted to call and say congrats on the three-year anniversary of the show. Uh, I started listening to you guys about a year and a half ago. I was looking for a gaming podcast to listen to, specifically Nintendo-related, and I came across you guys. Um, really great stuff. I even went back and listened to all of your earlier episodes, and I've been a fan ever since. I specifically love how you guys put an emphasis on nostalgia, and the parts of the show that resonate with me the most are when you guys talk about your personal memories with Nintendo games, like when Jacob first got his Nintendo 64, or how you guys would play games when you went to Pizza Hut. It's stuff like that that makes this my favorite podcast to listen to because it reminds me of my own Nintendo nostalgia. Um, That leads me to a question for you guys. Uh, Are there any traditions involving gaming you guys try to keep up with? So, for example, uh, I really love the Luigi's Mansion games, and every year around Halloween, I've made it a tradition to play the original Luigi's Mansion um, around Halloween or Halloween weekend. Um which makes me super excited that Luigi's Mansion 3 is coming out in Halloween this year. That's super awesome. I love how Nintendo does that. But yeah, anyways, I was just kind of curious um, if you guys had anything like that. Um, but yeah, other than that, congrats again. Thanks for putting out the great content, and keep up the great work. Logan, man, that I your message, I have got to say, it warms my heart. I mean, I'm just smiling from ear to ear, and like... It's exciting for Ryan and I. Like that's what this show is all about. When this show started, we were um we were I've said it before in the show, but I really feel like we were born out of a hard time for Nintendo. Like when I remember wanting to start a podcast and I approached Ryan about this because people were just really beating up on Nintendo. And I this is a company that I love and adored, but these were the dark Wii U days and Nintendo was struggling. We didn't know even what the NX really was at that time. And um yeah, it, I, I I wanted to remind people why they loved Nintendo. And um the the game company that they grew up on, it was still that same company today. It was it's there and clearly that's happening now with the Switch, now that it's full force and things are going. But um, at that time, it was purely just like living off of the past and like holding on to like, this is why I love this company. You know, I, I still enjoyed the Wii U, don't get me wrong. But I'm saying it just in general, the Nintendo was not adored by the masses at that time like they are at the moment. And um, that makes me so happy. I love sharing our stories. I love that's what Ryan and I wanted. We wanted our stories to help others remember their stories and to, to, to think back to those good times and to keep those things alive. Um, uh, you know, it's important to never forget that stuff and to keep that, cherish that, you know, and like be a kid at heart always. And I cherish all my gaming memories with all of my best friends from that I grew up with and, and my family. So, uh, Ryan care to add, man. Yeah, man. Um, I'm so glad that you brought me into this podcast um, just to talk about memories because we would just spend hours talking on the phone to each other about our nostalgia for things. And it's really awesome just to share that with everybody. And um, and and I like how we go over some episodes and we have HD remakes and stuff. And like, there's still new stuff that I'm remembering even today. And I can share it with people that I didn't get to share that last episode. We covered that game. 
And it's just, it's always magical. And it's always great to just continue to unlock those memories that I've forgotten. And then to go back and listen to them again, to keep them and cherish them. And that's something that I encourage everybody to do is just kind of like remind yourself of the nostalgia you're making now. And then uh, so you can look back in years later and then show it to your kids and show it to your friends and just talk about it and shout about it like we do today. It's really cool. Um, and Josh, I know you. Josh is newer to the show. I mean, Josh joined our NOS crew this year. Josh is really involved. He's driven out to my house for E3 from two states away. I mean, that that take that's gets you some cred right there. So, uh, Josh, you know, uh, care to add to Logan's comment and to um, even yourself how you originally got con- connected with our with our show? Oh yeah, I mean, I haven't. Unfortunately, I I wasn't able to be on from the beginning, and I started listening about, shoot, I think it was about a year and a half ago, much like he was. Um, and, you know, I was trying to think about that the other day. Honestly, can't remember how I came across it. <laughs> but I did go back and pretty much catch up and listen to everything. But, yeah, it's, it's cool to be a part of it now. Um, I know you guys especially, and now me being on a good handful of episodes, not only do you have those old memories, but... Now you have them recorded, so you can go back 10 years from now, possibly, if you want, and pull it up, and there you go. Like, it's you have that down somewhere. Um, It's almost like writing a little book in in an odd way. At that time, at that point, we're going to have to just do nostalgic episodes about our episodes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But he he also mentioned um, traditions. I actually can't think of anything like that off the top of my head. I've always yeah. thought about like, hey, like I love the first Luigi's Mansion. I was like, that would be awesome to play through at Halloween because it's kind of short. But mm-hmm. I'd be afraid I wouldn't stick to it. So I've never like really dedicated myself to it. I played through it this year again. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking real hard about that yeah. one. But I don't think there's anything like that I've really done. Uh, Ryan, what about you? Uh, to answer Logan's questions, got any traditions that you do with games? Yes, um, I have a rotation of games. I had to play one of these games like every year, at least one of them. Um, and then um, I, I always play Super Metroid every year. I played through that at least once, um, if not twice or three times. What's that? Have you played it this year? Yeah, yeah. I even streamed some of it. So, yeah, I've I've Dang. beaten it twice this year. So, wow. But um, I also um, I, I have a rotation. I'll play Final Fantasy VIII, Tales of Symphonia, uh, The World Ends With You. Um, I'll kind of rotate those three. And sometimes I'll sprinkle in like some other RPG that was kind of influential to me. But mostly I keep it to those three um, and uh, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, in, in semi like I say every other year, I, I tend to go back to Ocarina of Time as well mm. and play through that in some form or another. So. Interesting. So yeah, I try to keep up with that. Um, tradition for myself. You know, I don't really feel like I have actual traditions where like I pull this game out every year at this time. Um I I definitely will I I know I, the way I go about and this might be like, well done, everyone gets this, does this. Uh, but like I, I've mentioned on the show, like I really like to save my most my most favorite some of my most favorite games for christmas and 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 my birthday um simply because those are really important times to me i make them big deals in my life um and uh i i feel like if i tie a strong game to those moments 
they will have a longer lasting impact. So Luigi's Mansion 3, um, the reason I'm having my birthday party this coming weekend instead of last weekend, because my birthday is really the 22nd, is because I wanted to celebrate um, Luigi's, I wanted Luigi's Mansion 3 for my birthday. So have it, get it, Halloween, I, I it's going to be a great weekend. I mean, we're going, my daughter's having her first true Halloween, and we're going to go trick-or-treating, and I'm going to come back, and I have the rest of the week and weekend off from work, and I'll be eating candy and playing Luigi's Mansion and ha- without a care in the world, you know? And that's all going... The only thing that's going to make me stop playing it is when the guys come over to have an awesome birthday party. So um, that's what I mean by that. Or like I like Mario Odyssey, fantastic game. Loved it. One of my favorite Mario games now. Mario 64 is my favorite. You know, it's just... It has so much. It had so much there for me that it said you need to buy this day one, and I purposely waited for Christmas because I wanted to open it on Christmas morning, and have the joy and magical feeling of Christmas to play that game, just like I had with the sixty four games that you mentioned. You know, so um, I guess that's kind of my tradition with games for sure. Is that like I will tie a strong game that I'm really, really, really looking forward to, to Christmas and my birthday, just to enhance the, the, the feelings and the emotions with it. So, um, but like, like Ryan too, I, I like to let, um, a handful of years go by before I let, before I replay a game. Um, well, except for Don Kong Country, I guess, but, um, I typically like to let, like the Wind Waker, for example, I replayed that on the Wii U when it came out, but I had let like, five or seven years go by before I had touched it again because I like to forget stuff too you know I think I remember this and I think it's fun to like revisit a game and try to relearn the game and you get to re-experience like oh yeah this how it works you know and I think that's cool too so um maybe annually like that that's kind of attrition but that's like every couple of years so um great great phone call logan thank you so much for calling uh ryan we got a couple we got a couple more for tonight let's let's lean into them here Hi, NOS crew. This is Isaac. Just wanted to call in. Uh, you guys had the request to call in since it's your big anniversary. Congrats to you guys for three years. I think that's a huge milestone, especially since there's a lot of different podcasts, different ones that have not lasted even a fraction of that. So keep up the good work, guys. Excellent job. For some joy, you guys. Uh, lots of cover, though, you guys had a few things that, uh, when you first heard of you guys, just happened to stumble upon uh, Nintendo podcast, so talk about nostalgia, which I'm all about, so that uh, have to be just random, but I'm glad I did, been able to go back in the archives, listen to older uh, games that I remember playing and that you guys covered, so um, just really enjoyed that aspect but uh, my favorite I think that you guys have still done since it's one of my favorites is probably Metroid Prime I just really uh, enjoyed how you guys broke that down what you guys do with a lot of games but I just have a personal place for that and the nostalgia so that would be my favorite Um, when it comes to requesting a game for you guys to cover though that was another thing to mention um, I would say anything Star Fox that you guys haven't covered yet. I'm not sure if you guys have done Star Fox Adventures, Star Fox 64, Star Fox Assault. Uh, those are one of my favorite games, uh, just to franchise it, the whole Star Fox. So that would be my 
suggestion to throw in the ring. I do have a question for you guys just on a side note, too. I know it's a pretty big one to cover, but I happen to see IGN had a top five games. Um, actually, it was top ten, but I just thought top five would be a little easier to go with. So what is your top five favorite games of all times? And I know you guys have talked about what your favorites are in the past, but to make an actual list, what is your top five games of all time? So my personal five, I'd say I'm with or number five, Super Smash Brothers Melee. I think that you could almost put any Smash Brothers there, but my personal preference, I would put that as my five. The top four, I could almost rearrange, though. It goes back and forth depending on the mood, but I think I could settle with number four. That would be Metroid Prime. Uh, that one I can just fire up and play any time pretty much. Uh, number three, I would put Zelda Ocarina of Time. Same thing. Got a lot of nostalgia with that when it first came out. Uh, number two, put Super Metroid. Same thing with Metroid Prime. I can play that, but if I'm in the mood for more 2D, more Super Nintendo. Isaac, man, your phone call cut off the end. I don't know what number one was. Ah, you got to tweet at us and <laughs> let us know. Uh, man, uh, again, thanks for the call, too. That. I got man, Ryan. These phone calls are warming my heart. I didn't. I really didn't expect them to warm my heart so much. Um, thank you guys for calling. I, I appreciate this, and it makes me happy. Like that, people are Ryan. It's just cool to see that what we why we started this podcast. Like it's it's actually happening. I love that people when we talk about Metroid Prime, people are just like relishing over their first experiences like yeah i remember that i remember seeing this and going through this and, and it, it's such a great feeling and, and that makes me so happy so full of joy guys um thank you isaac so man isaac your question is not easy to answer because i kind of like <laughs> no. you like it's kind of like the mood i'm in like my top four or five can shuffle you know like what am I playing currently or what am I really missing, you know, and that can really like, what am I getting nostalgic for? I guess that could like catapult stuff to number one, but I will try to answer this as purely as possible. Um, so I'm going to make Josh go first so I can think a little bit. <laughs> Since he's the noob, the noob uh, host here. Under the bus. All right. So I'm, I'm actually sitting here typing it up as he was talking. Cause I have to really think about this. Like you all, it depends hard, on the man. So just off the top of my head, and I'm sure I'm missing something, um, I, I want to shout out one thing first because this is new and it's special in more ways than one. It's honestly, ukulele and the impossible layers becoming pretty special mm -hmm. to me. I don't mm -hmm. know if it's on this list, but it's new and fresh, so i got to let that one set. So I'm not going to mention sure. it anymore. <laughs> um, so number five... Um, I'm going to skip that, actually. Let's just put it there. How about we just put it there for now? Because I got the rest. <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll keep it to one per series. So, four would be Super Mario World. Um, that was my first... I, I won't stick on it too long, but that, that was the first video game I remember playing. So, then three would be Ocarina of Time. Number two... Now, these one and twos flip-flop a lot. Number two, as of... Two minutes ago is Donkey Kong Country 2, which leaves number mm. one to Banjo-Kazooie. Mm. But those two flip-flop. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's okay. what I got. 
Cool, cool. Um, Ryan, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Yeah, I can go. Okay, go for it. All right. Um, there's so many games I can slot in here. It's just so easy to flip flip them all around and just like. There's a lot of good games. Like to, to really like narrow it down. Like some of my favorite games actually have come to the Switch, so or are coming to the Switch, so. Um, it's really great to be able to have those available like at my fingertips on the go. Um, but uh, one game that I haven't really seen uh, come to the Switch or announced for the Switch, and I'd love to see it. They've had another one on the series come to it, but uh, Tales of Symphonia is mm. a big one for me. I love Tales of Symphonia so much. Um, and it's like the bigger RPGs that really catch me um, and, and hit some of my list here. Um, that's my number five. Um, number four is definitely Final Fantasy VIII. And I have been enjoying the remastered on the Switch, like playing Shocker. that. It's just, that's a dream come true for me. Like, yeah, so many like things. It's like hit it out of the park. Must be um, nice. Still waiting on banjo. <laughs> and then uh, my number three is also uh, one that came to the Switch, a dream game that I never expected to come. And that's The World Ends With You uh, Final Jeez, Remix. <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> and then, of course, I have access to uh, what was my all time favorite game up until a certain other game came out and knocked it off. It's. High Horse. Um, that's Super Metroid. That's my number two uh, favorite game. And uh, my number one is definitely uh, Breath of the Wild. Um, just because of all the things that I can do with Breath of the Wild. Like, there's so many cool ways to explore and things to discover. And, like, the physics and tricks that I can pull off. And just, Ooh. it's just such a magical world. And I could get lost in it for days and weeks and months and not even care. That's great, Ryan. I mean, those are... They're great. They're great choices, man. Especially Met Super Metroid. It's that's a that's a classic. Good choice. I love that. I I I still need to play Tales. I don't. I've no. I've never played a Tales of Symphonia game. I'm surprised too, since you've been my friend my whole life, and you've never forced <laughs> me to play that. So maybe it comes. And there's a possibility. I mean, it did have an HD. Uh, they or they brought one to PS3 and did a collection there. So there's a possibility it could come to the Switch someday, and uh, then all of my favorite games, my top five, will be on the Switch. It'd be amazing. There you go. Um, okay, so my top five. Um, gosh, <laughs> this is hard. Um, I'm going to try to pick games that really, really radically like affected me as a as a gamer, and um, uh, I'll, I'll try to be a little diverse in that. But um, number five, I'll have to say. I'll make it. I'll make it. Um, the Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker. It's my favorite Zelda game of all time. I I love that game. I still think it's better even after a Breath of the Wild has come out. I I enjoy it. I love the cartoony art style. Love the music on the game. Love the story. Um, so you you got that. Um, number four, Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime was a revolutionary game to me um i had never really played a game quite like it as exploration and and i really didn't play many first shooters the only first shooter i really had ever played up to that point was goldeneye which is a great game i and that's a that's a debate to be in this top five honestly from from my nostalgic standpoint but um metroid prime is beautiful it's awesome and it was really Oh, such a key point to me as a gamer um, when I was in my teenage, early teenage years um, and just getting into this whole new series. I, I actually debate that um, 
Metroid is the series, and, and Zelda as well, were the two series that helped fill the void when Rare was no longer with Nintendo. And they went on to Microsoft because I've only played Nintendo my whole life. So um, having Metroid come become such a strong impact in my life really filled the void of those rareless years that of the, of the early years with Nintendo there. Um, number three. Ah, oh, geez, this is where it gets really hard. Get, oh my goodness! I'm thinking of games like that should be my top five, uh, but um, Undertale is going to be my number three. Undertale is I played it last year for the first time and it, and it rocked my world. It was a game that I actually got more hooked on the soundtrack than I did the actual game first, which made me want to play the game even more. And that story is deep. That story really gives me the feels and I can I could play that game over and over again and it's short enough to where like it's easy to do um but it's so clever it's so unreal it's really a game of this generation and this decade um so Undertale is number 3 number 2 Donkey Kong Country 2 um Diddy's Kong Quest hands down I think is one of the be- if not the best platformer ever to exist I I think it the soundtrack is amazing. The platforming is amazing. The levels are amazing. Um, the the what the today current Platonic team did in that rare game back in the day is just phenomenal. And I have so many nostalgic memories that tie to it with my best friend Traven from growing up from preschool playing the, that game. Um, I love that game, and I love it. Is the defining point of the Donkey Kong Country franchise new and old to me i think it is the best game in the series um and then my number one is banjo kazooie what a shock it's uh i love that bear and bird and i have missed them so long i i i argue that and i feel silly because mario 64 is not in this category and i love mario 64 but um it's and that's my number one mario game of all time but banjo kazooie did everything mario 64 did and better. And I think I had better music as well overall. Like there's some good music on Mario 64, but we've done our fair share of covering that game. You guys know I love that game. But um Banjo Kazooie was one of the games where I really became a tr- a true gamer. Like I really, you know, became obsessed. I always loved games growing up. But this was the 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 years where I like really could catch on and really fully embrace video games at a f- at a constant all the time, you know. And um, I was when sixty four came out, I was six years old, you know. So that six year six years to um, what like to when I was ten or eleven, that's a prime time for kids to be playing games, wouldn't you guys say? That six to eleven age range, like that's when I was fully embraced, and that's truly when I became a full-on gamer of my own. I didn't have my big brother showing me stuff. This was me and my system. That's why I love the sixty-four so much. And Banjo Kazooie was there to change my world. So number one is Banjo Kazooie. So hopefully we're doing justice to these guys, these these questions for everybody. So because they, they, we're answering them long, we're already almost forty minutes in. My goodness. Well, let's get to the next phone call. Thanks for calling, Isaac. I hope we answered that well. Jacob, Brian, this is Tim Off uh, calling in to say hi. I haven't talked to you guys in a long time, 
maybe a few times online. Uh, but I had to call in after listening to 148. Great episode, by the way. But to say congratulations on your third anniversary. Um, it's been awesome to be listening, a listener of your show. You guys do an awesome job and do a great job of what you guys do. And always enjoy every episode that I listen to, especially about my favorite games uh, I have nostalgia for. Um, and can't help but listen back to the episode we did together back in episode 95 about Double Dash. I remember how much people talked about that episode after that, at least in regards to which game was better on the GameCube or which game was better not necessarily on the GameCube, but between Double Dash and Diddy Kong and all that stuff. So, but again, congratulations about third anniversary and um, apologize for not maybe having a more coherent <laughs> voicemail, but hopefully you guys are having a good show or having a good anniversary is special. And I'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for the, let me leave a message. Bye. Tim, thank you for calling me. And, and yeah, dude, you know, we, we loved that episode and, um, it was a good episode and yeah, it sparked a lot of conversation. Um, and we'll have to have you back on again, man, for a, another episode sometime in the future. Season four is prime for the pickings on who we need for guests coming up over the next year. So, um, yeah, thanks for the call, man. I, I, I know you really spoke up too after the, I, th- I believe the DS episode really, um, you really enjoyed that one because we talked about a lot of your favorite gems of games. So, um, Tim, yeah, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much for calling. Hey, man, I, I got to say, like, congratulations, man, on your new, like, promotion to an official Nintendo Dad host. Like, welcome to the team. And I love listening to your show. Shout out to your guys' 250 episodes. We're catching up slowly but surely. <laughs> yeah, we're a little behind. But, <laughs> but yes, congratulations <laughs> on becoming a new Nintendo Dad there um, and being the host and uh, joining the, that those fine people over there. Um, except for you, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> you watch it. Marty's going to be paying us a visit sometime soon, so I'll let you have okay. it. Okay, you haven't listened, but he has torn Diddy Kong Racing to shreds, and everything that you love, Jacob, pretty much he tears to shreds. So I don't know why you're defending him. <laughs> we'll have his. We'll, we'll. I'll have a share, at, uh, a take at him when he comes on here. So. So he'll, he'll okay, this is throwing too. shades at Nintendo Dads. It's it's saying thank you, thank no, you so thank much, you. Tim, Seriously, all for calling yes. in. <laughs> we love every Nintendo Dad, by the way. Seriously, um, it, uh, we forgot to mention to our last caller on Isaac's. I just realized, Isaac, we've done a Star Fox sixty four episode, um, and well, it was kind of based on the series. It was supposed to be a sixty four, but it kind of spun in a little bit about each game. <clears throat> so I think do think we we need to go back and maybe do some sixty four, but. You just wait, my friend. We actually are all be answering one of your requests very soon. So um, you don't have to wait much longer. Um, cool. Uh, Ryan, we have another phone call. Hey, Noscrew. It's Robbie. I got to say, I, my favorite episode, it's kind of hard to pick. My, you know, there'll always be a special place in my heart for my first episode of Tales of Symphonia. But if I had to pick one, it would probably, when we finally prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that Mario Kart is the superior racer. Like, Diddy uh, Kong Racing, you know, tried. They they, they really tried. Uh, but, you no, know, Mario Kart just blew it out of the water. So 
I'm glad we were finally able to settle that. That was that was such a relief, and there was great rejoicing when we did. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's awesome you guys have had three years. Um, I can't wait to see what you guys do next year, and to, you know, possibly be on that journey. Um, well, you guys have a good one. Bye. Thank took you. Took all my strength not to mute that and stop it. Yeah, it took me uh it took me a lot of strength not to even just post that voicemail right there. Just kidding, man. Thank you for calling. Um Diddy Kong Racing will always be better than Mario Kart. I don't care what anyone says. Um, Agreed. I agree to that one. It, great game great games the best games don't need sequels for that way. How about that? We don't need sequels. That's why it's that good. So And they definitely uh, don't need horrible ports on DS. Mm. Yeah, well, let's not talk about Doesn't that. Count. Um, and right, at least it's not a cheap mobile app game. Grab True. money, cash grab now, and it didn't get know, pink so. gold peach or uh, pink although, gold tipsy or whatever it would have gotten. Well, they make you pay like forty bucks to get Diddy, so that tells you how important he actually is. is so you know what I mean. Um, uh, Ryan, uh, do we have one more voicemail? Is that correct? One more. Yes. One more. Let's play it, man. It is from the Royal Trash Turkey himself. Oh, hey, uh, gobble, gobble. I, I gotta let you know, Mr. Turkey, uh, next month is not your month. Yeah, go into hiding. Hey guys, it's me, the Trash Turkey, calling in to wish you a happy third birthday. Guys, happy birthday. You guys do awesome work. Um, you'd ask for some favorite memories. I would have to say the episode on Beautiful Joe, not many people are talking about Beautiful Joe, so that was a really cool episode for me to, to get you guys uh talk about that. Um, I think some of your special episodes are just amazing. The one on commercials, um, looking at old commercials and different things like that was really cool. And, uh, of course, the Nintendo Master Quiz um, – you know, better luck next time. I'm, I'm, I was sorry to see the PSVG crew kind of come in on your home court and dominate you like that. So uh, we can't have that happen again. So, um, anyways, guys, thank you very much, uh, for awesome content. And, uh, well, the episode I was on was decent. It wasn't good. But, um, anyways, you guys are the best. Thank you again. Uh, have a wonderful day. Gobble, gobble. Gobble gobble, Mr. Turkey. Thank you so much for calling. Your episode was just fine, by the way. It was a really good, it was a music episode. That was great. And we need to have you back on the show too, man. But mm-hmm. um dude, yeah, yeah, you know what? That quiz show, I think it was rigged. I I I swear, man, some of the questions I got was bogus, but I'm studying up for whenever another quiz show were were to appear. Um and we might even have to recruit Josh was, Taylor to be on. For I was episode. yelling at the radio. I remember listening to it on the way to work. <laughs> you, you and I was yelling in my car. I was that. like, no, no, come on. This one's easy. <laughs> <laughs> and the commercials episode was fun. And, and there's a lot of commercials. So expect more commercial episodes to come. That was that was really fun. Um, anything else, Ryan, you want to add to that? Oh, man. You know, if we would have had... Josh, like we'd have dominated. He's our secret weapon for the mm. next game show. Yes, Master it Quiz. We're gonna on dominate. The category. <laughs> that, uh, maybe um, we could yes. do like a fighter game where you be like, you know, where you can just like tag somebody and someone who's not on the screen can jump in and replace me or replace <laughs> you, and you know what I'm saying? Like a good DBZ <laughs> game. <laughs> 
you know, thank you so much, Trash Turkey. Um, keep busting that backlog, and uh, we, we love your show, too. Um, you and Grouchy over there, you guys are awesome. Thank you for listening and supporting us, and we love you. Totally. Okay, well, guys, um, we are... F- 46 minutes into this podcast and it is time to get rolling we haven't had a long long long, we've had some long ones Josh. like we've gone like two hours a little over before but it's been a long time typically we're pretty good around being done about an hour um but i i'm gonna try not to go two hours today but i think we can um get to uh we got some stuff to talk about and um in honor of the Luigi's mansion three we're not dedicating this game to Luigi's mansion two even though we haven't done that episode yet we're just going to talk about the series in general and where it's at and um what we're looking forward to with luigi's mansion 3 so guys that's what it's all about luigi's mansion Uh, you know, uh, Josh, since you're back again, um, why don't we start with you? What was your first introduction to Luigi's Mansion, period? Like, what do you remember most about, like, when you first saw this franchise? So I remember seeing it. I, I, I believe it was magazine pictures and scans from Space World 2000. Um, those first few screenshots. Um, also, there was, I can't remember where I got it from. I wish I still, I probably still got it in a box, but it was a little DVD of like GameCube games of trailers and things like that. And I remember putting it in that computer shoot. I remember it at my grandma's house in particular and would sit there and watch it over and over again. I think it had like Luigi's Mansion on it and a couple other games, but I remember it would get to like the trailer would stop at the press start screen and that would drive me nuts because obviously I couldn't press start yet. (laughs) I didn't have a GameCube. Um, I, I got I got the GameCube of Christmas of 2001 of that year, so I was able to play it like shortly after it was out, and it was one of my first games. And I've probably played through it. I, I honestly have lost count. I, I wanted to guess six or seven times, but it's been a good bet. You know, like my initial like intertwining with that is like GameCube, purple GameCube, and Luigi's oh, Mansion yeah. just go hand oh, in yeah. hand. They do. Um, the ads were just on point in that generation. Like, just I remember when I saw Luigi's Mansion, and, and I, I thought, I don't know if I'm gonna like this game. And every Luigi's Mansion after that, I look at it I'm like, I don't know if I'm gonna like this game. But when I play them, I have a heck of a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. I like, I'm really excited for this Luigi's Mansion Three that's coming. Um, mm-hmm. I I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna get it launch day. I'm, I'm not gonna sure if I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do the multiplayer. And really, I know as trend continues, this is going to be perfect for me and I'm going to enjoy it so much. Uh, but going back to the early totally. days, like I remember playing this game with my cousins. Um, I believe it was some kind of Christmas party or New Year's party or something. And um, we were going through the mansion together and it was just so much fun to explore it. We all jumped out whenever the ghosts would pop out behind you and scare you. And like we just uh, and then like Chauncey, the the baby, the terror. <laughs> you know, just so many good, like scary memories. And and th- it wasn't something that was really captured too much for me 
um, in the second one. And I'm hoping that the third one really captures it, too. But that's my early memories of of uh, Luigi's Mansion. Um, myself, uh, obviously they haven't have a GameCube at launch, but you know who did? Uh, Mr. Traven Jonas had a GameCube at launch, and I'm positive this was one of the games he got. He got this, and he had Rogue Squadron. So I just kind of remember watching him play it a little bit. Um, but I'm with you, Ryan. Every time I think of the GameCube, Luigi's Mansion is probably one of the first games I think of because it was there at launch, and it was on the back of my GameCube box. Um, and just a f- fun, random time in my life, stuff I really regret doing today but at the time you know i can't lie like it really helped me out as a teenager with uh, not even that just a, a preteen with no money um to get games at that time so i ryan introduced me to the world of trading in video games and i'm positive i traded in a bunch of classic nintendo 64 games that today i would regret but to get more GameCube games. Um, I had my GameCubes, and I know for a fact that I got Sonic Adventure 2 Battle and Luigi's huh. Mansion. They were the they were the second and third games I ever got for my GameCube, um, and I did it by trading in games at a Funko Land next by to Toys R Us down on East Washington Street here on the east side of Indy. Um, and it was... Like I said, at that time, I didn't care. I was like, see a 64 games? I'm going on to the GameCube. <laughs> you know, today, I really makes me want to kind of throw up a little bit thinking like that. But um, back then, I didn't care. And I got those two games. I had just had Melee from the launch of it, um, Smash Bros. Melee. And, uh, you know, I played a crap ton of it, but I wanted some more games. I remember getting these games, and I remember playing Luigi's Mansion, um, it was like the first day of football practice because I was in, I played football all, all the way from third grade through all the way through high school. And um, man, I did not want to stop playing my GameCube. I remember sitting in my football pad pants, waiting for my mom to come get me to go, go to football practice because it was also the last day of summer too. So it's the last day of summer, first day of football practice. I just got my new games. I really don't want to go to football practice and I want to make summer last every second it could. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that was my original memories with Luigi's Mansion. Um, and uh, by gosh, that first game was something else. It was entirely different. Because you think of Mario Brothers, guys. Let's talk about this first game a little bit more here. Like, you think of platforming. You think of 3D adventures. And this is the first time where we're really like, taking the reins with Luigi. And the question at the time was, where the heck is Mario? Like, why are we just Luigi? Where is Mario at? Um, it was it was not what we all had all expected. You know, typically, with the Mario brother, you expect to be running around like Mario 64 as Luigi. You know, that's kind of, I think, maybe people's initial concepts when they first saw it. Maybe that's what they thought it was going to be like. But you're taking on ghosts instead of Bowser and the Koopas, you know. Um, but no, it was entirely different. It was a whole new mechanic. And um, did that did the idea of Luigi's Mansion seem appealing to you guys? Or did it seem like, mm, it doesn't look very fun? Or that's kind of weird. It didn't grab me too much um, at first. Like, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it because... You know, Mario was the star, and Luigi was always that character that you made your friends play. <laughs> and they'd always die, so, you Younger know, Luigi sibling. was awful. 
<laughs> that was me, the younger sibling. <laughs> um, but I have a lot more appreciation for Luigi because of this game. Like he became so much more of a hero to me. And uh, like I-, I started feeling sorry for him a little bit, you know, <laughs> always being the second fiddle. But like, you know, I-, I gained a love for Luigi from Luigi's Mansion um, first and foremost. And so, like, you know, he no longer became that character that I didn't like. Um, that had made someone else play like I was okay with playing him and then you know um, I, I kind of got a taste of that with Mario 2 because Luigi could jump higher and it was cooler they could jump higher but that was about it like he was still different than everybody else and and so like and this it was so much so that they really highlighted how different Luigi was instead of just being in Mario Shadow just another clone of Mario and uh, I really liked that they took him in a new direction. Yeah, I mean, for me around that time, well, shoot, I've always been a big first-party Nintendo guy. Um, so it it automatically had me just for the simple fact that it was like this new cool systems. To me, it was like the biggest game that was coming out at the launch. I love Melee, um, but it was more like the multiplayer thing. This was like the big single-player experience. So it grabbed my attention. It was definitely something I would have never like thought up of or knew that I wanted. But then like when I got it, I loved it. Um, and like Ryan was saying, yeah, that it's it really made Luigi's character what it is today. Um, and I think with we're getting a little bit of a ahead of myself, but with that game and then even Dark Moon, I think really like made that character. Um, and mm-hmm. I've always been like a little more of a Mario fan over Luigi, but with those games, I, sure. I love what they did with his personality and just the world around them. I think it's great. I smiled throughout both of the first two games quite a bit. I, you know, and then I, I love that. I would agree entirely. I also remember seeing when I didn't have a GameCube, I remember just being fascinated of looking in like the target or the, the Toys R Us catalog to for around Christmas time and just seeing the GameCube and all the games and the catalog and Luigi's mansion was always right there. Um, being advertised with it, you know, and um, I was not turned off. I was somebody who was, I, I was excited for the next generation. I was more mesmerized at how awesome Luigi looked compared to what he looked like in the 64. You know what I mean? The Luigi, you, and I'm right. I'm glad you brought this up because I was going to say it. Like, I think Luigi's mansion, it, it's what defined it, it changed who his character was that we know him today. This is what made him a scaredy cat. This is what made him the 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 B team of 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 the B side of the A team, you know? Um because before that, I mean, he was just straight up cloned of Mario. He could do everything Mario could, just jump a little higher. You know, he's a little taller. Um, but we didn't have any personality or character to him. Um Heck, even in Smash Bros. Spoilers, guys. Luigi's is an unlockable character in Smash Bros. 64. Um, but even then, he was, I, I got the impression of, like, he was a, kind of a beast of a dude, you know? Like, because he was, he was a fun character to play as. He was a powerhouse hitter, and he was different than the regular roster. And then, and, and don't get me started on Luigi from Mario Party. I hate that guy so much. I, I can't tell you how many times I yelled at my, at, yelled at my, screen when i would because if he's computer he cheats him and peach were the cheaters they they sucked and he'd always do a backflip and he'd go <laughs> Yoo-hoo! 
if every time he'd like steal my star from Abu, I would be so ticked off at this Luigi. So, <laughs> and he was way skinnier too in, in Mario Party. So, coming from that Luigi to this Luigi is much different. And I, I, I love the direction Nintendo took him. They really developed him into his own character. And I love that. I, I really do. Um, the first Luigi's game, at Mansion game as well, was um, really appealing because I feel like at this time, the only ghosts we really knew were boos. And the boos were kind of hidden, for sure, in the first game. Like, clearly they're there. Spoilers. Um, but um, they played a bigger role if they're kind of more of like a dominant ghost. But there was all these other ghosts that they Nintendo introduced us to, and I thought that was really cool about the game, like a different type of ghost, different species. And then the 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 portrait ghosts; those portrait ghosts were cool. They're unique. They had a story to them. Some of them were pretty sad, and I felt, and I honestly, I felt bad about having to suck some of them up. You know, like I think it was it's the one with the crystal ball. I feel like all she does is help you. And then you thank her by sucking her up at the end. It's like, thanks for all the information. You know? Um, so um, I I really liked the direction the ghosts went and the fact that they've made King Boo into basically being Luigi's Bowser um, is pretty neat. Oh, and the fact, dude, let's, because this isn't about the game itself, but man, that final fight, when they got into, they brought Bowser out, that was intimidating to me back in the day. Like, because you're not fighting Bowser like you, I'm used to at that point for like Mario 64 where you grab his tail. You know, it's it's an entirely different dynamic. And it's not really Bowser, but it looked like him. And it was it was pretty terrifying, you know. <laughs> so I, I thought back in the day, like I always just assumed that was like Bowser. They brought back from the dead or something and you blew his head off again. And oh, I was yeah, like, man, yeah. this is kind of dark. But it's like it never really clicked until later. Like, I I think it was on, I don't know if I read it in a wiki or something, but it's supposedly just like a robot Bowser or something. But, yeah, back then it it, it was even more dark than what it really was intended to be in my head. (laughs) I I just thought it was Bowser. But, yeah. Well, and that was cool to see that Bowser because, again, Prior to this, we had just seen Polygon 64 oh, yeah. Bowser, and, which was pretty pretty ugly, you know? And this one was a huge step That up. was like, I, I do remember getting, it was kind of exciting, actually, when he popped up, because it was like, it was still the beginning of that generation. And it was like, oh, here he is, you know, the big bad guy from the Super Nintendo and 64. Um, so that was cool. Yeah. Well, it was like, it almost kind of felt like he hired King Boo to take out Mario for him, so the Ouija had to come yeah. in to save the day um ryan anything to care to add about the ghosts and the portrait ghosts or anything um i really like just they they were pressed into frames that was really cool yeah that was that was neat <laughs> i, I like and that's maybe a segue into like egad um i loved how he oh, yeah, made that EGAD, they pressed uh, them into the the picture like he's a big player there um and he's been he's been a, he's an unsung hero in, in the series i think um, in a lot of ways, um, he actually he causes a lot of the problems too. So I don't know if you can call him a hero, <laughs> but uh, he's yeah. he's just a like a silly old man, you know, <laughs> eccentric and he is. And he was kind of like you know we, we everyone loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. He kind of was like that first step in Nintendo between Mario because he made 
obviously the Poltergust um, and and Luigi's Mansion, but he also made Mario's. Um, I can't even think of his water jetpack right now. Flood in Mario Sunshine it was made by the Flood. Yeah, oh yeah, Flood. He made Flood, and they made that connection. I always thought that was he made really the paintbrush cool. that uh, Bowser Junior yep. uses in that game. Mm. Well, I did not realize that. It, he uh, caused the whole problem in the first place. Uh, you know, sold go. it to the wrong yeah. guy. Um, but, uh, you know, he, I guess he made an appearance in um, Mario and Luigi. Partners in Time, I think. Uh, the first one. I think he's in the he? first one, even. Uh, he popped up on, like, a Game Boy or something and talked to, talked to the guys. Hmm. He's a character that I'm surprised that, honestly, kind of hasn't... He was really more known in the GameCube days, but he kind of has, like, kind of taken a back seat since then. And it's surprising we haven't seen him in Mario Kart yet. You know, I wouldn't be <laughs> completely surprised if he doesn't pop up in Mario Kart on the phones or something. Mario Tennis. Um, but he did. He did. I think he was credited for making the vacuum uh, cart that uh, Luigi used in the DS game. I've always um, wondered why he wasn't you know, like in Mario Kart 8. I'm like, we have baby Rosalina, but we can't have Egad know, and Diddy right? Kong. Like, what's what's the deal? <laughs> Egad deserves know, a little right? more. He's he's left out party tennis something. But no, I'm really glad you brought him up because that's so true. You can't think of Luigi's Mansion without thinking of Professor Egad. And he is in every game. He's in the new game. He's in the second game. Um, so let's let's just hop over to second game. So this was after like kind of a long hiatus, guys. I don't have it pulled up, actually, the years of between Luigi's Mansion. 2001 was Luigi's Mansion 1 and Dark Moon or 2 in the other yeah. regions is 2013. That is a long time. Talk about being dormant of a franchise. That's kind of a surprise because I guess maybe Luigi's Mansion 1 didn't sell as hot as they thought it would, didn't it? I don't think it did. Um, I think it kind of undersold their expectations, but that is a very long time. And I remember being so hyped. I remember watching the E3 um direct i was actually down at church camp um because i was a camp counselor this summer and i got away it was like it was like camp counselor training week before we actually started getting campers and um i remember taking my new mac i had just graduated high school and i got a mac laptop for a graduation gift and uh, i remember taking it down to a little shed area where i could have wi-fi and I remember watching the Nintendo E3 Direct. That was right when I was getting back into gaming again. I'd been kind of away from it for a while. And I remember watching Luigi's Mansion 3 trailer get shown. Not 3. Sorry. Luigi's Mansion 2 trailer get shown off for the 3DS. And I was stoked. I mean, I was so excited. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is awesome. I can't believe this is happening. Um, so when that when the game obviously came out, I pre-ordered it and I picked it up at a GameStop in Noblesville and um, where I was living at the time. And uh, man, it was it was good times. Seriously, it was. Um, I couldn't believe this franchise was back. Um, now, the game was obviously a little different from what we remember. Um, Ryan, you did you you play Dark Moon, right, Ryan? Um, I didn't get to play through all of it. I've got an interesting story with that. Um, oh, my. Well, so, you want to go into how this was different than the first one? Yeah, um, it was more of a, uh, I guess, kind of adventure game. I mean, in some ways, like, it was more arcade 
um, where like you weren't in one big ma- mansion. Yes. Um, it was a bunch of different mansions you go to. Basically, you became a Ghostbuster and you went around to different places trying to like take away the ghosts in the areas, you know. And you just Luigi has a job, you know. <laughs> it was an interesting concept, I would say, but I don't. It didn't. I would wonder if that was the concept of the first Luigi's Mansion, if we would feel different about being in one mansion as opposed to going to multiple mansions. I think some of the little things could have been better about it. And I think that would have made a big difference because I wasn't as big on the mission structure of two either. But I think some of what caused that problem, because I I did still like the game. There's a lot to like about it. Um, The personality in it is not a bad game, but but yeah, I think some of it. I feel like some of the ghosts fell flat a little bit. Yeah, there's that. But then there's also like when you're when you're in the missions, you can't really go and do anything else. And I feel like there's a lot of time in between. Mm -hmm. Like you'll just you'll be in the middle of doing something and it'll just get cut off. Like EGAT will call you and then you'll get pulled back. And then you have to wait through that whole loading screen and go through all that and then go back. And I feel like there was just a lot of like wasted time. They did have some really cool fights and stuff. Like, like the thing that really pops into my head was like, I think it was an ice spider or something. Yeah. Like there was like spider involved and there's like ice too. Like that was yeah, really the, cool. The, I think that for, um, to have to go through first that. boss was that giant spider. You had to like pull the web. I can't remember exactly how it worked out. That's that what was, was pretty okay, cool. Yeah. It had, it definitely had its good um, parts. They, they built upon the mechanics of the first game. Um, in a really good way, like they, they advanced it that way, but it lost some of its horror element. Um, it was really, um, it, and you can see that in like, like Resident Evil games are scary. And then like you get into the more actiony stuff and that's kind of what this game became. Um, and it's very puzzle oriented still. Um, I think that they, they kept that spirit going, um, but it did lose some of the, it's, uh, spirits, uh, if you will, uh, with the, uh, the scary edge that it had in the first one. And I'm hoping that they could capture that in this third one. Um, hopefully. I'd like to see that. The portrait ghost. Now, um... I said the portrait ghosts are gone, so that's unfortunate. But I think that was part of it. It's not as dark either. It's um, something about the way the GameCube made it look. I, I, I don't know how to explain it, really. I think the 3DS, they tried to make it look what they called better. But I still like how the GameCube kind of did with the visuals for that first game. Now, they did have the first game ported to the 3DS. Did you get a chance to play that one? I did not. I never got a chance to to, to jump on that one either. Um, and I was kind of curious to see, like, if it borrowed any of the assets from Dark Moon in that aspect. Um, and I haven't heard too much on that. <laughs> um, I'd be curious to go and see that and see if there's anything that's that they brought over that was similar and what they sort of have. half looked, looked it up. It doesn't look quite like the GameCube version. Like it's almost like something in between from what I can tell. Like that's just going off of a YouTube video I watched a while back. So it's a little bit brighter. Okay. I feel like that's what kind of mm-hmm. took away from the first game going to dark moon. I don't know how else to. Yeah. I remember like it just being a really dark game yeah. and playing it like, especially like, if the, the lights are off in, in the house, it's, like hard, it's harder to see the screen sometimes in the old one, but they definitely brighten it up quite a bit in Dark Moon. Um, and and was the story quite as serious? Not that, that Luigi's Mansion is so serious, but was, was Mario really captured in this one, or what was the 
Prime Minister. I can't remember the main story. Yeah, so while we're here, I mean, one was pretty much just Mario. Well, Luigi had won a mansion in a contest he didn't win. Mario <laughs> went ahead, long story short, and ended up getting captured. You end up saving Mario. Now, but in two, Mario's captured, but it's almost like an afterthought. Like, I don't even think, if I remember right, you don't even know he's captured until like halfway through the game. Because it's the, the Dark Moon. It, it's kind of funny to sit here and try to describe it because I feel like I'm going to forget something and it's kind of goofy. But this the Dark Moon in the sky was like keeping all the ghosts in Egad's lab under control. So they're all nice and working for him. But then King Boo like breaks it into pieces. So your goal is to go and find those dark moon pieces and put it back together. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, I guess, but it's it's still kind of simple in its own way. Uh, just I don't think that they missed the mark in any any measure uh, for the second one. It just didn't capture that spookiness of it, um, but it still had that charm and it had humor and it had some awesome boss fights. And so I think that overall, like, it's still a Luigi's Mansion game. It didn't fall flat there, uh, even though they did take some some things away and brighten some things up. I think that they did a really good job uh, presenting that, especially on the DS. Like that's impressive. Um, 3DS, you know, seeing it in 3D. Yeah, and I did actually use the 3D on that game. I thought it looked pretty good, but that's one thing with. Go ahead. Now, if I remember right, that game supported the Circle Pad Pro. That I don't know. I never did have one. I don't know. I have to look that one up. Definitely. Because I want to say that it did. It but... makes sense that it would have. <laughs> I mean, it did have some good new mechanics, like the uh, the way the light works in it, where you have to hold the button down and like flash the ghost. I do like that a little bit better in Dark Moon. Yeah. Um, cause in, the flash in one, I, I usually catch myself like turning my flashlight off <laughs> so I can get closer before I like stun him. I just feel like it flowed a little bit better in Dark Moon. That part did. Oh, no, they didn't put the Circle Pad Pro feature in there. That surprises me a little bit. I feel like it was almost made for it. Yeah, I think they just they said it wasn't really going to add anything to it. Um, I don't know if they did that with the Luigi's Mansion remake for the 3DS, if they used the Circle Pad Pro for that one, because it would make sense yeah. to use it for that. But I don't think the way they had set up with Dark Moon, I don't think they needed that. That extra stick. Because um, you weren't really like trying to pull against the ghost, were you? Mm, like, no, well, yeah, I guess. It, there wasn't a twin stick mechanic, really. It was, I, I'm trying to picture it in my head, but like there was a little meter. Like when you latched onto the ghost, it's almost like you were thrown on a rail instead of having to. Yeah, there's like a meter. If it, it, The farther the it went up, I think you hit A at a certain time and it would like shock them. Like you weren't really like pulling them as much as you were in one. It didn't work function quite the same way. Yeah, I'm kind of curious if they did use that circle pad later, um, especially since it came out on the new quote unquote 3DS yeah. um, with with that that extra. I, I don't want to call it an analog stick because it's just it's like a button. But uh, but the Circle Pad Pro would probably imitate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, be, I'm curious to see if that would work with that. But <laughs> um, so I guess this is a great time to segue uh, into the fact that we also had the arcade of the Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion, which is which is basically the same game. It's Dark Moon. <laughs> the, 3DS. the story yeah, is the Dark Moon game. 
I yeah. I beat it. I played through an entire thing at Dave and Buster's with Traven. We beat the game together, and I mean, it literally is the, pretty much the same game. It's just you're. It's more of a different experience from the controller. So like real Ghostbuster packs and whatnot. Um, I mean, overall, I know I, I correct me if you've already said this, but um, like the ghosts for the the second game were just yeah. very bland. They were not very. I felt like the first ghost had so many more personalities in the first game. Mm-hmm. The second one was just kind of basic. Um, even the bosses were not that interesting, you know, especially not compared to portrait ghosts. Comportrait ghosts. Portrait ghosts. What am I saying? Um, but um, King Boo was back as the baddie in this one, too. And um, it was a different kind of fight than the first one. There was no Bowser involved this time. and It was all King Boo. Um, did you guys, well, Ryan, you, why didn't you get to finish this? Did you say that already? No, I didn't mention that. Um, so spoilers. I was playing through, I was, I was really into it, you know, I was enjoying it. And then, um, my sister-in-law came over and I think it was for like Christmas or something. And she hadn't Mm -hmm. played Luigi's Mansion game. I'm like, you know what? Take this, take this home and play it. And so I just gave it to her to play, and I didn't see it back. Yeah, she sold it until like maybe, I don't know. It was like Christmas of last year, so like I I didn't oh even see it for a while, and I forgot I even owned the game, <laughs> and it came back to me, and then I just never got back to it. So so you do have it now, right? It's back in your possession. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Anyway, <laughs> oh, if you ever get some free time, you should pop it back in and finish it because you know overall it's a good game. You know, it's not a bad game. It just didn't do the things I think that most Luigi's Mansion fans really loved about the first one. You know, it, they tried to change it up, which kudos to them. And, but I think we all prefer the original formula, which brings us to the next game. Going from Luigi's Mansion 2 to not 3, we had make a side stop here that Luigi's Mansion made an appearance on the Wii U. And that was with the Nintendo Land. Um, they had a whole Luigi's Mansion section dedicated to it. And it actually, I would argue, is probably the best minigame in the game. I had very f- a lot of fun with it. I remember having my um, sister and brother-in-law come over. And even my uh, mother-in-law and father-in-law would all be over We'd all play it, and you would like, have to like run around as a ghost, trying not to get caught. Um, it was a really great mini game, and mm-hmm. it's a shame that it's tied just to the Wii U. I would love to see Nintendo do something more of it. It was spooky; it, like, it had some jump scares, like "Oh crap, I got caught," something like that. You know? Um, what did you guys think about that, real quick? Definitely a great use of the gamepad, uh, being the the hunting ghost versus all the other players, and all the other players like trying to play on the screen you know don't know where you are and you pop up at the random places it was, it was good that was a lot of fun and it sh- it did showcase actually one of the really cool things about the wii u i feel like not to talk too much about nintendo land but i feel like nothing hardly did it as well as it did and that was one of the best games on there easily oh yeah i think you're um were you i think you're absolutely right yeah Josh. in order you would look at the gamepad for those who hadn't seen it i think i believe if you looked in the gamepad you were the ghost right and then the other players would be up yep. on the screen. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, that was definitely fun. The other players had flashlights that they had to charge up, I think. So yeah. you had a limited amount yeah, of charge. Yeah, you had to pick up battery yes, power, I believe. Yes. And you could run out of battery and you just, you'd be in trouble. You'd basically be unarmed. Yeah. Yes. Oh, 
It yeah. was really fun, uh, and that would be really cool to get Nintendo to do something like that again. Um, so um, after this, uh, Nintendo uh, decided to uh, to put uh, Luigi's Mansion on the Switch in the form of Smash Brothers. <laughs> Smash Brothers Ultimate, right? That, that's the next one we're going to stop at? No. I mean, yes, we got Luigi's <laughs> Mansion and cameos and Smash and... Uh, there's even some Luigi's Mansion Mario Kart uh, levels, you know. <laughs> so I guess you could give them some honorable mention. Actually, you know? the the first, if, if I'm right, the first like hint at Luigi's Mansion Three was through Smash with the uh, it was the, yes the Belmont oh, yeah. trailer when Luigi walks in mm-hmm. and he actually but, dies, but before he dies, before death literally kills him <laughs> with a scythe, um, he he shoots out that little plunger. There's a name for it, and I can't remember the name for it now. But he shoots, shoots out that little suction right. cup thing. Yep, and that's exactly what that's a new weapon he has in the new game. Um, that's so yeah. I mean, that's, that's a great segue into the game that everyone, a lot, not everyone, but a lot of people will be getting today when this episode airs. It comes out um, on Halloween of 2019, and uh, Luigi's Mansion Three, guys. Um, I, for one, I try to not watch too much. I've watched bits and pieces, but like. Man, I know like I our game explain and other people have posted like the whole entire intro cutscene. I'm like, why would you want to see that before the game actually comes out? I feel like that ruins the experience to watch that now before I actually get my hands on it. Um, I will say from the little clips I've seen, it looks so cool. Like the the graphics, this looks like a top notch Nintendo game. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, there's some of them that has like. I don't know. The graphics don't look quite as polished, per se. Um, like, there's a big difference between Mario Rabbids graphics and Mario Odyssey graphics. And I get Mario Odyssey quality vibes from Luigi's Mansion 3. Would you guys huh. agree with that? Yes. I haven't watched it enough to really pay attention. I've been pretty dark on this game, like, not looking at things. Um, I just, I don't want any spoilers on it. I want to enjoy it. I've... It's it's looking good. I, I'm excited. I haven't been too spoiled. I know some things from E3 in general, but uh, overall, it looks. I think it looks great. I'm real excited. I'm excited to climb this giant tower. I'm excited to um, see how the plot plays out. Yeah, the, uh, the review you, embargo actually went up today, so I've been watching a lot of the reviews um, and listening to those. And... From what I can tell with the visuals, a lot of people are saying that it's one of the best looking games on the Switch. Um, like, I guess art- really? artistically, it seems to look maybe a little closer to Dark Moon than I would say um, uh, the original <laughs> game. But I almost feel like the Switch does it better, if that makes sense. Like, it, it might be a little brighter and a little more cartoony than the original, but it's it's better here. It's pulled off better here than it is in uh, Dark Moon, from what I can tell. And the reviews actually... It looks it looks very good, yeah. Yeah, and the, the reviews actually are turning out really well so far. So a lot yeah. of them I've seen, just mm. looking at my phone real quick, actually, I've seen a lot of 9s out of 10s and full 8.5s. I mean, solid stuff. Maybe it's not fair to hope of this, but I'm really hoping that they do capture that spookiness and that scariness. 
that the the first one had. I really hope that like I'm, I'm maybe put a little bit too much faith in that. <laughs> I think that's what. I mean, I've heard. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say I think that's what like everybody wants, but unfortunately, I don't. I think it's again. I think it's a little closer to Dark Moon in that regard. But okay. Yeah. That's what I've heard. I think it works a little better there. And when you get like crazy like locales like, you know, desert in in a hotel, it's like, yeah, I guess there's some things that can be more spoopy than than scary, like jump scare yeah. and things like that. So, you know, <laughs> you know, it would it'd be, it'd be, be fun to go up against a mummy and suck the uh the uh the toilet paper off of him. <laughs> Well, it would be interesting, honestly, to, you know, I'm talking beyond this, if they could eventually ever go back to the original mansion and see what happened. Like, maybe there's like more built into it. And it's like because we talk about wanting to have that dark feeling if they could go back to the original mansion and there's stuff has been added to it. Maybe it's an even bigger mansion. Now, someone like added on to it. And you're like, what has happened here? And. Um, <laughs> it could be even darker. So, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the game. I'm sure everyone else is too, uh, guys. Um, that's really the recap of Luigi's Mansion the series, and um, I think we should just round this episode out and uh, you know, uh, call it a night. We're tired too. It's really late here when we're recording. It's almost midnight. So, um, but uh. Josh, thanks for joining us today, man. Thanks for also um, leading the charge on our first giveaway ever. So it's three years when it's our first giveaway. And guys, we intend to do more of these moving forward. Um, we have a lot of plans for the show that we are wanting to unroll here in the near future for everybody. And we'll share that at a later date. But um, Josh, we before the show started... We got everything in. We calculated it. Uh, we had the cutoff time earlier today. Um, and we have a winner. It was randomly genera- generated. Um, had to follow all the qualifications. Um, and we are going to announce that winner. So, Josh, who is our winner of a, the copy of Luigi's Mansion 3 for the Nintendo Switch? The winner is Eddie Ordaz. Eddie, congratulations, my friend. Thank you, guys. Everybody who participated. Thanks for following us on Twitter. We're we're glad to um, have you a part of the not Nintendo nostalgia. Hopefully, you guys go back and listen to some older episodes and stick with us for future ones. Um, so, because we got a lot of fun things we're talking about and and um, and just ex- re-experiencing. You know, talking about old games just makes us re-experience the stuff. Talking about Luigi's Mansion, the first one, made me actually really t- like. Man, I kind of want to go buy the one for the 3DS now and, <laughs> and, and play it. Even though I'm like, but no, I have we just mentioned three coming out. Why would I do that? So, um, and then uh, Ryan, you got any final uh, final words before we close out here? I'm ready for Luigi's Mansion. You guys have got me hyped for it. I I wanted to play three, and uh, don't know if we'll be able to get it on launch day. I'm going to be at a convention, um, but I hope to pick it up soon. Especially if the multiplayer turns out really good, being able to play with friends, um, and, and I'm hoping we ca- it captures that little bit of that Nintendo Land nostalgia. Um, with uh, with the new, uh, well, what the is that? The scare scraper, what have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other <laughs> mini games in that <laughs> too, actually, great. but they're all not, they're not all online. But eh, it looks like a good time, mm. for sure. 
everyone, thank you so much. Thanks for everyone calling in. Thank you for everyone who participated into the, in our first giveaway contest. And, and new listeners we may be having now, welcome to the show. And we hope you enjoy it and participate and stick around. Join us on our uh, private community page on Facebook as well. Um, <coughs> we have a lot of engagement there. So um, everyone, have a blessed one. We are looking forward to taking on season four of our podcast and um, having lots of new fun discussions and fun episodes for everyone ahead. See you later. Later, Preston.